This is what flow from Progressive sounds like in one of our many hilarious commercials. Hi, did you know that you can get a quote on your motorcycle insurance in under three minutes at Progressive.com? And did you know that saying hi makes even bad news sound good? Hi, you have high cholesterol. Hi, you're fine. And this is what that same commercial sounds like on your motorcycle. Hi, there's no more cake. Even our commercials sound better on a bike. And with basic policy starting at $75 a year, Progressive helps keep you on yours. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. Which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is the Vencast Studio Collection. Welcome, welcome. Today is 1029. And we are just wrapping up the first week of the NBA season. I'm Hondo, here with Guy and MTG. What's up, guys? What's up? Hey. Oh, man. How, like, I, I, am, I say I'm happy every week to be here, but I'm ecstatic to be here this week. Is this week you mean it. It's just because of the pound of pistachios you've been eating. <laughs> the man you're is this, like, You're on this new life right now. <laughs> I am. You can what? eat anything else in the world, and you're nah, like, nah. I got this bag of pistachios. <laughs> I'm eat sea urchin later. Oh. Mm. Nah. Stack of pistachios. That's stack of stack pistachios. Of, it's like trying to That's find a hondo in a stack of pistachios. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Fuck. Hold on one second. Excellent. Give me a medal. <laughs> find me $25,000 for that. <laughs> And give you a participation ribbon for that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so should we just jump right into it? I think we should. So, all right, so we're going to jump right into this week in basketball. Bow, bow, bow. All right, so just a little bit of kind of league activity. There's no, I didn't see any additional updates from the CBA, so I'm going to kind of table this discussion for the immediate time being. I do want to talk about a a pretty great story of Dwayne Wade being fined oh. $25,000 for his throat slash gesture. What exactly happened here? This He closed out the game, and he was like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was just making factual statements with his hands. Yeah, I mean, so the, the thing is that this is a legacy fine that goes back to, uh, I don't even know, was it almost a decade ago when people were doing the throat slash gesture? Oh, yeah. And it was right after the, the incident with the melee. Uh, the brawl. Uh, yeah, exactly. And so like anything oh. that could even be perceived as violent um, in nature, they just started finding dudes for. So to me, this is less of like a trending towards the NFL, you know, no, no fun right. league type thing. And it's more of just like, you know, it's just like almost. I think it's in the rules. And I was like, you make a throat slash gesture. This has a like a stated fine amount. So oh, it's yeah. just, it's just he. You know, he just happened to, to do the thing you can't do. <laughs> You've hit the stated fine amount. This is like it's like signing a football. You can't you can't pull out a sharpie uh, from your sock anymore and, right? and if, go sign a football. If he would have been creative and done like a hangsman noose reference with his hand or something like that, he wouldn't have even been fined. He would have been cool if he did like a, a needle injection into his arm and then fell on the ground. Like it would have been cool, but he just wasn't original. And so I think the NBA is really progressive in that way and finding their players for not having original celebrations. (laughs) (laughs) Then we're like drowned in this fucking three goggles. (laughs) Everyone's cooking up some curry crap. Everyone wants to cook up the curry. Curry should be doing the curry thing, not Harden. Harden. 
Exactly. And he, you know, Curry has the blessing of the base God, you know, yeah, Oakland. Yeah. Like, that yeah. makes way more sense than yeah. James Harden getting, you know, beard hair stuck in your food. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, no, that's yeah. inappropriate. Oh, yeah. Health safety violations. Oh, man. Well, we didn't have any all the, any sort of um, celebrations to begin with in, like, the 80s and 85, like, ni- early 90s. We just had, like, Jordan and, like, Reggie Miller throat, like, throat gestures. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the original celebration was, like, uh, Rick Barry wiping his forehead off with an armband. Oh, yeah. That was considered <laughs> provocative back in the day. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. You know, just, like, set set uh, the presses ablaze. Now, now we have, like, a pregame ritual where you have to watch the people handshaking each other, watch the people, like, fist bump and, like, jump into each other's chests and then do dances. <laughs> and while, you know, as absurd as that is, still better than ESPN NBA Countdown. It is. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> um, FireMarkJackson.com. Uh, the 76ers announced that they're bringing back uh, Seven Streeter. She was the artist that was supposed to perform the national anthem, but they had like an objection to her, the wardrobe that she was wearing. So oh, they, yeah, they right. completely like took her out uh. and now have stated that she can come back due to like massive support for her from other people in the organization. Interesting. So, huh. I, I heard, and I don't remember the other game at the same night that was allowed, but she was wearing a We Matter side or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Shirt. Yep. There was a guitarist for the national anthem and some other game that was had a sticker on his guitar saying Black Lives Matter, and they were allowed to. So it's like this weird contradictory thing. Like, and then, but I'm glad that the 76ers just like accepted fault. Yeah, and they should let people have that form. Like, let them do that. Well, exactly, and that's the thing. Like, you're making all your money off of black athletes, right? And again, there's no uni- you know unified uh, stance on the NBA. There's no league-wide you know dictate to anyone you know expressing themselves how they will. So you know, if you ever hear about people being pulled or fined or anything like that, this just old white men who own the teams who are afraid. Outside of that, there's no you know this is not the NBA. This is like like again, like we're talking about Philadelphia as a local you know ownership issue, and it's excellent that they reversed. Uh, I did want to talk just a little bit about this and this doesn't exactly equate to ball yet but it looks like seattle's gonna get us it's gonna get the financing to build a stadium in soto so i'm i'm pretty excited about that because we have to be excited for it i'm just i'm wondering about like the backlash and like just the fact that we haven't had basketball here in seattle for so long who's gonna actually like accept this you know but this city is built out of transplants. We're yeah, all yeah. transplants yeah. to this city, and there's, I think there's a lot of support for basketball still here. Oh, yeah. It's just, it just hasn't been here. So um, it's really interesting, though, that, that it's all private money. Like, they couldn't get any city money for the project. That's good. That's excellent. No, That's I mean, the best I like, way to I, go. I, I like that that happened, but I'm just, I, I'm a little bit surprised that it did happen that way. No, I mean, you know, the city's flooding in new tech money, right? And yeah. so, you know, put that money to use. And if you want, you know, you want to bring a team here, you want to reap the benefits of having a team yes. in Seattle, you know, by, you know, by being the owner, like put up the money to it's, build the stadium. It's only a short time before your Cascadia division is uh, upon Woo-hoo. us. <laughs> a boy can dream. Bring back Vancouver. <laughs> um, all right. So let's move into just a couple of highlights in player activity. I saw... This, it wasn't a huge week for injuries. I saw kind of some minor stuff. I saw that Boogie was hurt. Whiteside was hurt. Paul Pierce is still playing in the league, so somebody mentioned that he was potentially hurt so, too. So we're all injured because he's still in the league? <laughs> Our eyes yes. are injured? Yeah. Yep. We're all in wheelchairs crying That's because we have to take a dump. 
<laughs> that was the real reason why he <laughs> left that game, by the way. Oh, I'm sure. You know, like some sort of, uh, you know, had to pass a really hard uh, kidney stone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So and let, let's talk about one other thing in terms of player activity. There was a notable contract issue this week with De- Dennis Schroeder. Um with the Hawks, so he signed a four-year, $70 million deal. To me, that sounds pretty steep for Dennis Schroeder, but we do live in a new era. What's your guys' take on this? Yeah, personally, I think it's fair value. Um, he runs their offense really well, but he's not Jeff Teague. And he's, he's yeah. like, really young. He's learning his position, and Schroeder is, like, he has a lot of assets around him, so it's a very fair trade or very fair value for his, his role, really. Okay. I mean, and that's that's your main point, right? Is that this is less a reflection of Schroeder and yeah. what he's worth, and more just the fact of like you traded Jeff Teague. You don't have anyone else. You know, you've been talking about Schroeder coming up and being your dude for years now, and he was you know kind of the future of that position for you. Yeah. So now you have to invest in that, right? Like you've made your decision that that Teague's not the dude. So I think you know the contract's fine in the new landscape, and two years from now, if he's not panning out, you know, as long as he doesn't tank, then he'll be you know he'll be a good chip for them to to move in some way. You know, there'll be some young team. Looking for a point guard, and you know maybe they can flip him for somebody else, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's move on to some some lighter news. There's some pretty funny stuff, pretty interesting stuff in lighter news this week. I think we have to start off <laughs> with the fact that KG has now accepted a special contributor role on TNT. I don't know. I it, like he's a great player. No one no one can doubt that. Is he a great commentator? It does he even have potential to be a great commentator. If it's like thirty seconds or less, yeah, maybe. <laughs> He's like, oh hell yeah, check out this clip. Oh, all right, and then the clip. Is like on. num, like over under on number of episodes before he smiles. <laughs> like, like like three. You can't put a dude on TV who just scowls at the camera all day. Right, right. Like, is he gonna be angry at Shaq because he doesn't run hard enough to the big screen behind the desk? Like, is he gonna be upset about you know he, you know you missed rotation on the the handoff from Ernie to, to Charles? <laughs> like, are we like, like wh- where are we going? He, like, they're just gonna shoot up like just just jump shots at the studio, and he's just gonna be blocking them even after the, <laughs> even after the cameras go off. That would be pretty funny. I would watch that. Charles Dunkin' Donuts into a coffee, just swatted away by KG. Yeah. Get that weak shit out of here. No feelings on this, really, other than the fact that I I just, I think he rushed into this. I don't think he's really thought about this carefully, and um, does he have enough content? Like, I don't even know what no. he's gonna talk about. I'm excited to see what he's gonna say, but at the same time, I'm like, don't ruin your, your personality, your legacy yeah. in the league. People need to pull Tim Duncan's man. Just like, yeah, what yeah. would TD do? He like, just, just, just yeah, just, just hang out for a little bit. Yeah. You don't need. I mean, these guys are so competitive. It's so hard for them to, you know, a jump out of the limelight, jump out of challenges, you know, jump out of, you know, just that aggressive mindset. But it's like you got to reset, man. You got a whole life ahead of you. There's no need to be, you know, doing your TNT Halloween specials looking like a ghoul. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not, it's not necessary. <laughs> I remember hearing um, Kobe in this first offseason, like waking up going to the gym, not needing to go to a gym. Like, he, that has been habit for him since birth, you know? So, um, it's finding something to do because now you're really just sitting idle. So, this is, I guess, one thing he can do. I think Kobe's, uh, Kobe's new uh, pastime with the Venture Capital Fund, I, I think, like, that, that to me makes a lot of sense just in terms of the intensity that he approached the game with as well. And just, like, trying to find excellent investments like trying to trying to get out there and just like put in the time and put in the research it's like that that to me feels like a better fit than what 
this is. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, it's not really fair to compare the two. I don't know that KG, you know, quite has the diversity of interests um, that Kobe has. But here's the other thing about the, that's interesting about Kobe um, and his venture capital um, adventures and things like that is he wants to be the most popular Laker of all time. And so the only way you can do that, though, is, you know, to surpass Magic Johnson and your business activities after his career. Right. That's the that's, that's the benchmark. Right. That's the standard. Right. right. In terms of titles, in terms of, you know, all these different things as time progresses and people, you know, don't really remember what it was like to watch Magic Johnson play. You know, like I remember a little bit from when I was a kid, but not right. a whole lot. And so now it's if Kobe can, you know, sort of take over his post career narrative and make it greater than Magic's like I think that's what's driving. That's just, still what's fueling him. Right. Is like, how can I still be? The best. That's awesome. When I'm off the court. Yeah. Um, okay, we, we need to dive into some more lighter news here. The Undertaker is a basketball fan. I, I did not even realize this, but I saw this. I guess he was at the uh, the opening night for Cavs versus Knicks. Yeah. Did any of you actually see footage of him? Yeah. On? He was kind of in the back and like near the locker room entrance Okay. for halftime. And uh, I think it was because in tribute... LeBron wore an Undertaker shirt for Game 5. He was like, I'm on this new level, and I'm yeah. wearing an Undertaker shirt. Check it out. <laughs> Apparently, Undertaker's from Cleveland or something oh, stupid. Oh, I think I remember that, because didn't another player have like Macho Man or something? They had a bunch of like... I really don't know the rest. I thought though. Irving had had I, uh, had a shirt like that, too. Well, they were down 3-1. Yeah. So, And it was like, this was a turn for him, and he was like, let's get the you know, Undertaker on. So that was like the reverse. Like He's yeah. now paying it. Yeah, back. Is I guess. is Undertaker one dude, or is he like Santa Claus, where just like one Undertaker <laughs> retires and they just bring like a new Undertaker? In? I've been hearing that I, name since like I don't know. Since I mean, kids, right? Yeah, since like 1932. I think like it's the one dude, but I I don't know. It's like James Bond. You just swap. That's what I'm saying. Swap people in. Interesting. <laughs> That'd be crazy. I don't think that's true, but we had like Randy Savage, <laughs> Randy Savage, Jake's a snake, the Undertaker, you know what I mean? Hulk Hogan. The like, rest of this is re- reserved for that wrestling podcast that I said I'd never produce. Oh, okay. so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. C- continuing on. Um, hey, happy Dikembe Mutombo day. Dude. Happy. Wow. Happy Dikembe Mutombo. Wow. I'm waving like, yeah, one finger this at one, you. One you can't finger. see this, but. I think. You know, I, I don't recall a ton of game, a ton of games from growing up watching Matumbo, but oh man, his commercial it, where he's spiking stuff in the grocery aisle, like it's probably one of my favorite commercials of all time. No kidding. Yeah, just swatting stuff. I mean, Dikembe goes a little bit. I mean, you know, you just forget that he was a part of that legendary era of centers in the league, right? right. Where David Robinson, Akeem, just right. all all the legends in that in that '90s era. Um, and Matumbo was just as feared. You know, Alonzo Mourning, all these dudes. Matumbo was, you know, like so. It's excellent. If anybody deserves his own day, the Kimbe Matumbo. Sure. That's what's up. Sure. So, hey, Gee, share this stat line. I think this one's from you about Kawhi Leonard. Oh yeah, I mean. I don't know if this fits in really with lighter news, but it was just kind of hysterical okay. that Kawhi Leonard in back-to-back possessions you know, just ripped the ball out of Ben McLemore's... Ben McLemore? <laughs> McLemore? I mean... Can't stop us? Oh, yeah. We going to the three going thrift shopping? Oh, God. Oh, it isn't. It isn't Ben McLemore. Sorry. Take Kawhi Leonard ripped... <laughs> Keep us all in. Kawhi Leonard ripped the ball out of Ben McLemore in back-to-back possessions in the third quarter... They scored three field goals 
in that entire third quarter, and Kawhi Leonard had four steals. <laughs> so steals out, outnumbering field goals? In just one quarter. Yeah, I found that so ridiculous. The shark wow. puss strikes again. Yeah. <laughs> He's so Kawhi. <laughs> All right, so closing out lighter news, we have to talk about Westbrook. I think... I thought it was hysterical, oh, yeah. Westbrook versus the Philly fan, but like the intensity of the Philly fan, like he just gets, he's probably what, four rows back, maybe five rows? Yeah, not even. He's and he's just us. in his face, just his eyes double like bird, shot. just double bird on him. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like gangster style. Well, I don't, he was wearing, I don't, I don't remember what jersey he was wearing too, but this dude was like, this dude was like four bills man this was oh, yeah. he was a big big dude yeah well but here's the thing here's the thing too like westbrook's facial expressions were hilarious yes. but here's the thing if you're actually as tough as you say you are russell westbrook how how is that dude getting under your skin how are you getting that dude tossed right like you're in philly and they're notorious for being like rabid fans like you should just accept that right oh rise of the challenge of playing without kd oh you know i just go out there and play blah blah, blah. like then why you why are you gonna be so upset about about, about a fan doing this too like just like <laughs> turns out that dude was a, is a doctor. He's a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> but and <laughs> his whole plea was that Russell Westbrook called him like some you know like white derogative. Huh. Like, I don't believe that. That's that no. sounds like some shit a doctor would make up. Yeah. Just to like keep his job or something. You know? Right. It's doctors like, doctors aren't creative. Right. Like they're yeah. good with a scalpel or like you know they can read some medical test books and spit it back out at you. Right. But coming up with creative excuses for you know throwing. <laughs> Double birds at Russell Westbrook, like not, 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 not in your wheelhouse. Yeah. They're just used to writing chicken scratch. Yeah, that that was such a crazy moment. That was definitely the week moment of the week, though, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I think it was. I think it was. I love that the NBA is back, though, man. You see the crazies <laughs> come out too, man. So, but the, to the exact opposite point, and this is not lighter. This is like really sad and desperate times. There was like no one at the Golden State versus New Orleans Pelicans game. Mm. What? It was empty. Yeah, it's the golden, it's the Golden State Warriors, and it's the dude it's, who just scored fifty points. There's not, like it's it's New Orleans and it's Louisiana, and there's actually not a state of the NBA. So oh. if there was, which was funded by them too, they yeah. could bring in their own fans, <laughs> but there is not. So, man, yeah, that's that's depressing. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, it's amazing that there's fans like the doctor. Flicking off Russell Westbrook yeah. because they're so rabid and they're so animated and they love the NBA. But I just wish that was also in New Orleans. And I just hey, don't see it. And that's the thing, right? You can't force yeah. a city to be a great NBA city. Right. And you know, you, you gave New Orleans a second chance. You wanted to, right, you know, right. give them yeah. a team. But at this point, if it's not going to happen with Anthony Davis, uh, you know, there's there happens to be like a little little tiny city uh, just, in the Pacific Northwest a uh, without city. a basketball team and great fans who would yeah. be rabid. Yeah. Uh, Celebrating a hometown uh, oh my God. revival. Oh, uh, heard. Oh, my God. Bring him to Seattle. Bring him. Yo, Bring and, him. and I know this isn't fresh, but like his brow kind of looks like a mythical you know, bird, you know, like a, like a Seahawk <laughs> type of thing. Ooh, I like that. Can we get him to shave some, some Seahawk uh, contours into his eyebrows? We oh, can, yeah. but Richard Sherman can. <laughs> <laughs> you damn right. <laughs> All right, so we're going to turn from wider news to uh, did he say that? Gee, you want to drop the first one on us? Oh, sure. Um, one of the biggest things Chicago has to face probably daily is if they can keep this up even, uh, is three-point shooting and just deep-range shooting. And, well, Dwayne Wade was like three for three or like four for five or something from the, their opening game. And Spolstra was asked about it the next day in practice or something. And he goes, 
shoot. He looks like Dwayne Corver right now. <laughs> I don't know. That's, I think it's pretty awesome that he said that, just because it's kind of fun and in jest. But yeah, um. no. When uh, NBA coaches show that they're human beings and have personality instead of being drones and robots like yeah. Brad Stevens, yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> I didn't think Spolstra would have it in him to be that human, though. I didn't, I didn't think so either. He's he's pretty robotic. <laughs> 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 All right. So moving on in quotes. So. <laughs> this one comes from Embiid. He can't guard me, Embiid said on Stephen Adams during the, that OKC 76ers game. Meanwhile, at the same time, the crowd is going, trust the process. Trust the, trust pro- the process. process. And so is is that chant going to like live throughout the season, you think? They were no. already, they were already chanting MVP as well to Embiid. <laughs> well, and and second, Embiid is calling game. himself the process. Yeah. So that chant is going to stay. Like All the references, you know, they're not going to be able to get away from, from the ghost of Sam Hinkie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just love it, man. It's so good. So continuing to, continuing to move on, and this is probably more in line with a prediction show, but Obama actually goes and makes makes some picks and kind of comments on the he comments on the Warriors and he says I think they just have too much firepower and he's picking them to win the actual title yeah, this year. That's the so he's also picking the Pats. I don't I don't know. I mean really. I mean so, it's it's an easy pick. That's what I'm saying he's very politically correct, right? Yeah, like right. if you pick the Warriors to win the title and you know like all of a sudden you know it, there's no way anybody's going to fault him <laughs> if his perfect for ESPN after he's out of the presidency. Oh sure. <laughs> for sure. Actually, you know what? Sign Obama up. For the for the next slot on TNT, get KG out of here. MTG, can you break down our last quote from Tyron Lue? Oh man, so yeah, here we're just gonna jump right into it. He had a chance to get tested this summer, and they said he had the body of a 19-year-old. Maybe he's getting younger. You know, Benjamin Button. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. They just said he had the body of bones, the structure of a 19-year-old kid. Maybe he's going backwards. <laughs> man, that Tyron Lue on LeBron James. What? That is incredible, and any time you throw a Benjamin Button reference at someone, I think that's hilarious. Yeah. So, I mean, can you say in any more coded language that LeBron, uh, you know, has a team of chemists working on him? <laughs> no. I mean, can you really say that a man in his 30s has the bone structure of a 19-year-old kid and pretend that there's nothing else going it's, on? Isn't it? Isn't it Hernan de Soto who actually f- was trying to find the Fountain of Youth? <laughs> but it's actually LeBron, LeBron found it. That's right. He's been making uh, secret trips down to uh, the Peruvian jungles. Yeah, or just a back lab at Nike or something. Ooh, who knows? Who knows? All right, so there's one, one last kind of larger quote here. And this is on, this is on Durant. Guy, you want to break down this last, last series for yeah, us? Yeah, this is an ESPN article after just like a shoot-around in um in a gold state warriors practice they say i ain't hungry i'm out of here they told me i i have no drive i'm out here they uh call me a coward i'm putting in work but nobody in this arena right now and it continues and that's when you get better nobody sees you when you're doing this stuff right here but luckily y'all was in here watching and it continues obviously you hear everything the season's over the team is the worst in the league you thought it was going to be easy. It's one game, I thought, after losing in the playoffs by 30 or beating someone by 30 in game ones of the playoffs. And you say it's only one game. And he concluded. But it's one game of 82. And you bleep guys make me feel like it's the world's going to end. So is this, I mean, this is a, I think this is a great quote. And just like, it's an attribution, you know, it's a very positive attribution to, to Durant to be in the in the gym that late and, really just putting in the time is he starting to feel the media pressure here or is he uh, just like he, he's just like just real just 
trying to release how ridiculous it is, like everything that's kind of put on him or put put on his team at this point. Well, it's hard to really say in just a few words, but he needs to watch his like his persona at all times. Like he's yeah. being watched. He knows this. He's a celebrity, right? Yeah. And they need to be punctual. They need to be articulate. They need to be very careful with what they say as well. Derek Rose is a nightly quotable for saying the wrong thing all the time. And so is Kevin Durant. He's never been great on the mic. Well, here's the thing, right? And I think it's pretty clear, especially from that last sentence in the statement, is that he's clearly putting this on the media. He says, you make me feel like the world's going to end, right? Yeah. So you only say things like that, and you only are hyper aware of you know perception as reality if you don't have a firm foundation of reality, right? right? Like, if you don't have a firm foundation of who you are, of the guys around you, of like where you are in your career and in your life, that's yeah. when you start feeling like every little thing is the biggest thing and oh, there's all this media pressure. And I think he is feeling it. I think they're gonna feel it all season. All season but on. you never hear Steph Curry talking about this no, stuff at no. all because he's so secure in where he's at, right? And KD, you know, arguably just as accomplished, just as great of a player, he doesn't have that. Right. Um, and so I think, unfortunately, this is this is the result of that, and I yeah. think you know he's going to have to either find find a way to find some stability in his yeah, life outside, or you know tune out some of the media, or you know whatever it needs to be. But he can't just sit here yeah. and be you know angsty all season. Right. Like yeah. again, back to the Westbrook thing, right? Oh, you know you're so tough, and you just want to go to Golden State, and you don't care what everybody thinks, and you're making decisions for you. Cool, like act like it, talk mm -hmm. like it. Mm -hmm. Don't sit here like. You know, yeah. whining about being in the gym, like, yeah, be in the gym, dude. You're one of the best players in the world. Like, right. congratulations. And the media is basically paying for their contracts, anyways. So that's what's really crazy about this comment. But because you're like attacking who's paying you in a way, yeah, indirectly. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be this weird un layers of undertones with Durant or cadence with Durant, where you know he's been like clean sleeved, literally. He has no no tattoos on his sleeve, but if you take his j shirt off, it's like decked in tattoos. And yeah. just this past year, he's gotten a couple tattoos on his like. He's just trying to like find himself and do some soul searching. And he's like, yeah. I wanted to vacate OKC to find my new journey, my new path. And he goes to Golden State, maybe to chase a championship. I don't care. Yeah, but he's like trying to find himself, which I think sure. is really commendable. It's just like you know, you don't just backlash and be a celebrity, be this like person that people idolize and then you say things like this sure it's true i mean it's a it's always a double-edged sword with the media right like you know they do blow things out of proportion of and course. it's its own it's you know its own monster and things like that but you, you even more about like what's the correct way to respond to the media it's just like what does the media want right. the media wants you to say shit like this so the they can keep writing on this so if you wanted to be smart about this you wouldn't be saying it anyways it's in your own best interest to say things in a more creative smarter way versus giving you know giving you know mm -hmm. backlash against the media in a way that fuels them right. if you want to backlash against the media you, there's much smarter ways to do it yeah right. i just i'm i'm just worried about the about the backlash so early because i'm like oh shit like this could it it it's just don't let it get in you don't let it get in your head. You're a great great player. Just you have to tune it out somehow and figure out the way to do that. Hey, let's let's kind of table the rest of this conversation for another episode because I think we could talk about Durant and that situation for days and days and days. But I want to uh -huh. get into some really great coverage and get into the three man weave for the week. All right, we'll be right back. Whoop. Boom, boom, boom. We're back with gameplay for this week. This is oh, <laughs> gameplay. so much good stuff. It's so back. much good stuff. Hey, this is gameplay. Well, we don't play games. Oh, no, no. Oh, man, I don't even know. I don't even know how to build off that. That, <laughs> that kind of lost me. But <laughs> oh, Tuesday, Tuesday started off with a bang. Three games, three games played that night. Um, I went, I did not have a great 
like pick them rating on the first night. You did not. I did not. You did, did not. I. So let's let's talk about a few of those games. One, Golden State San Antonio. Man, it opened up. It opened up, and it was a bashing by the Spurs. Completely out of left field for yeah, me. Right. Uh, any other kind of thoughts? And my hot just... take was: I think Kerr was like blatantly throwing that game, putting some random strange lineups out there because he wanted the team to lose to get the pressure off. That's my hot take. Pulling a Popovich on Popovich. Pop pop on pop. Yeah. Pop on pop dot com. <laughs> Don't but, go there. But honestly, dude. <laughs> I've never seen someone with like a very raw game coming into the league from San Diego, and that's Kawhi Leonard, yeah. becoming this like next generation superstar. Given the keys, and he's just like, here's my game now. It's basically like Kobe Light. Yeah, and it's incredible. I've never seen that. You know, I was he came in. He came into the league as a defensive specialist, and yeah. now he's like thirty points a game. I mean, you know, what do they call San Antonio? They call it the infrastructure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, like, all of a sudden, you stick somebody like Kawhi, who's a sponge, is going to learn, has all the athletic tools. And, you know, he's – this doesn't work with every player, right? All these – you know, some other players might be more talented or have, you know, a a better starting point. Yeah, but Kawhi is so smart, and he's um, just, like, so willing to learn that this is what happens when you get the right system with the right guy. And, unfortunately, not all the other NBA teams – can see the value in that or even have the ability to put together an organization that's good enough to produce things like a Kawhi. Yeah, wow. it's just a testament to the Spurs wow. organization. I'll tell you one of the other interesting features, and this this kind of hit the blogosphere, hit everything, uh, that Jonathan, was it Jonathan Simmons? Yeah. He had 20 points off the bench kind of first night, and he's transcended from nothing to be there. I know, right. Absolutely incredible. I'm I'm excited just to see what happens with him this season if he continues to if he continues to grow and in that organization with that coaching that he has he could really well he just has an amazing story he kind of basically started from the bottom right yeah and um, he threw in like hundred paid yeah he like the sto- I think the story was out. he paid like hundred and fifty dollars to try out yeah. and like some stupid jersey Isn't or something insane? that he had to buy but yeah he's like transcended over the last what two or three years yeah and um. I just love that kind of storyline in the NBA. It's yeah. the biggest like feels, right? Right in the field. It's the anti NFL. Oh, it's for the, sure. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've got some feelings on Golden State that we'll uh, we'll touch on in the three man weave, but um, I feel like Golden State um, Curry looked real good in his spurts that he came in, right? He came in and would hit those threes, keep him in the game doing Curry things. KD didn't look exactly like you would hope KD would look on game one. Um, in terms of, you know, he would hit some shots, but in terms of defensive rotations, in terms of, you know, his his presence um, on the floor could be impacted in the same way that he probably would on any team, right? You sit KD on a random team, he's going to go in there and get 30, right? Yeah. That's what KD does. But in terms of the flow, in terms of the rhythm, um, you saw glimpses of it, but against a team like San Antonio, those glimpses aren't going to be enough, right? You need full PKD yeah. in stride with the other guys running and that's where i think the difference was when you watched somebody like curry or clay play in that game versus when you watched kd play like yeah we got all the kd things that you would expect on any generic kd night but i think it was really evident that transition was just really apparent against yeah, the team and they exploited it yeah dude um right on i actually thought kd played exceptionally well he played mm. better on defense than i actually i've seen him in his okc mm. years sure because he has more energy to potentially like you know use in terms of his capacity uh, per game okay um to spend or expel on, on defense i found clay 
Thompson to be kind of mostly irrelevant all game, even mm. though he probably had like 15, 20 points. But and isn't that what Clay does? Like Clay is, you know, when you when Clay has the big impacts, like he does, you know, his whatever, how many thirty-seven point quarter pops off for twenty and a quarter, these things like that. It's very sporadic that you see Clay as the dominant force in a game, right? That's usually yeah, that's Steph. True. That's usually Draymond with the hustle on D and things like that's that. True. So I guess you know, I think I think we we watched the same thing and we saw the same thing. Like just the conclusions came a little bit different, right? Like for me, I expect Clay to be a little bit of a quiet all star, right? And I expect. KD when he comes in to do all the flashy KD things, hit the jumpers, you know, move around, look long and agile. Yeah. But what I needed from KD, I think, is only going to come in the rest of the season. I just love the first play out of out of the book, right? Mm. Right away after mm. the jump was a three point shot from Kevin Durant. Like they Boom. just wanted to set the tempo. Here, yep. here he is. He's now on our team. Bam. <laughs> yeah, get ready. Um, all for not San right. Antonio so, laying the hammer down. Okay, so we're going to jump into uh, to Cleveland versus New York. Le- LeBron and the Cavs are just just showing what they're made of again. They were just amped up, getting their banner raised, and oh my god! And we'll we'll get we'll get into that in just a minute. Betting against betting against fucking Dame Dollar is don't do stupid. It. Don't do it's it. Stupid. Portland Portland takes takes Utah. I learned a lesson. I learned a lesson. I, yeah, just a le- absolute lessons learned. Um, Indy, Indy over Dallas and OT. This is an interesting game. I'm gonna continue to kind of watch this. Miles, Miles, Miles kind of, Turner. Yeah, he had he definitely had a showing. Oh yeah, career o- night. OKC, OKC versus Philly. The best is the the process chant in this. Yeah. Um, but this is a lot closer game than I was expecting. Oh yeah. Um, Denver, Denver, New Orleans. I don't, you know, I'm not really paying that much attention to Denver, but New Orleans. New Orleans with Anthony Davis just goes off. He goes off for 50, like a monster game. I'm like, I was talking to MTG on Slack, and I'm like, oh, my God. Is is he going to pull a, a quintuple double? <laughs> Forgot about five Brown. by five. Yeah, five by five. Uh, Chicago Boston was great. I thought it was going to end up in a in a complete fist fight. Uh-huh. So uh, there's just too many Marquette players on the court, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the Clipper, <laughs> Clippers in Portland, that – that feels like playoff intensity, like game one there. Uh. Or, or I think that was the second game, but that absolutely incredible. Spurs and and Sacramento, Sa- Sacramento like <laughs> there's no there's no changes. You knew Spurs were gonna win this thing. Well, there was a new arena, but the same. Result. Yeah, but whatever. They they could play outdoors. It's like <laughs> you know, <laughs> unbelievable. <For age. laughs> uh Houston, Dallas. This was this was a complete. This was a really hard one to pick, and it broke the other way for me. I was going, I was going Dallas, but this is like, what? What is Houston? What? What are they doing? Like how? It's so damn hard to predict, and and I'll get into how it impacted my predictions pretty soon here. <laughs> and OKC, OKC and Phoenix, Westbrook starts, what well, just starts really emphasizing his campaign for MVP. Yeah. He's. Anthony Davis has to come down from stratospheric heights, but pending he does, Westbrook is running that charge. So, all right, thoughts thoughts on the games through Friday? Yeah, I'll start off with the Cleveland Knicks game. Um, I always put aside Cleveland and LeBron thoughts throughout the entire season. Thank you. Why waste the brain I don't, space? I don't care, right? <laughs> but he's making me kind of care about this team in a weird way, in Aww. a sense that, like, 
I don't want to ever root like, for them. Care like you kind of care for like a thirty for thirty episode or, <laughs> or what? Interesting. You're, um, you're catching LeBron vapors, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, the puff puff, <laughs> the puff puff pass. It smells like blueberry <laughs> and yeah and yoohoo. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But, um, <laughs> no one does. That's why we love it. And beats by Dre. It smells like beats by Dre. So. Um, <laughs> All I want to say though is that LeBron kind of just was like showcased yeah. in that game. Like he had no opposition. Carmelo was like, "Here's I'm I'm you know I'm a turnstile. Like you can just turn up, <laughs> you can just go through me and dunk whenever you want." New nickname: New York Subway. New York turnstile. New <laughs> turnstile. Um, I thought really quick. Um, I said Miles upon Styles because like you know Miles Turner is legit, and they just. They found a gem in Miles Turner in Indiana. I think and I think they found a gem, but in Indiana, like, is confusing to me. I, I they they lost uh, to Brooklyn. Yeah, they lost to Brooklyn in their first game. Unbelievable! Like what? Second game or second game? Oh, yeah, it's okay. It's you okay. can't keep them all straight. But the uh, boy, that like, how are you supposed to predict that? As a betting man, as a oh. betting man, come on, show me some consistency, Indy. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, right? You know what? At the end of the day. You know, we'll just be a special report out later on this month on our predictions that we made yeah. before the season. But in that, I kept preaching that consistency in coaching were going to be the standards of the season. Mm-hmm. In Indiana, brand new coach, yes. brand new players You're trying right. to fit together. And while they have huge potential, and I think they'll be one of the top teams in the East, this is this is literally textbook. Growing pains. That's it. So, Dude, you know, you're right. going to see them play to the level of competition. You're going to see them play great against the Dallas, and you're going to see them play really poorly against the New Orleans, against New Jersey. You know, they're just not going to have it night in, night out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, New York, Cleveland, not a lot going on there. I mean, New York's going to, you know, maybe improve a little bit off of what you saw there, but they're not ready to compete. Um, you know, I just got to say, Portland right here, I mean, there's, there's so, you have so little faith around me at this table right here, but just understand I, you that can't. Dame isn't playing games. No, well, no. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm not ready to fully believe that he's going to take the MVP reign. I I didn't realize he had he had gone off in that, so just don't bet against the this man. Steve, just Steve first Kerr game. actually said, you know, if I had to bet who's going to be MVP, it's going to be Damian Lillard. I mean, look, the backcourt, Damian and, uh, McCollum. and McCollum back there, like, I mean, only only backcourt better than that is Stephen Clay. Yeah. Like, you can't, like, I don't see anybody else that's competing with them. So night in, night out, when you have a backcourt like that, you're sure. going to be in games. And when you play, again, a team like a Utah, which is trying to integrate a couple new pieces, has an injured Gordon Hayward, right. they are the young up-and-comers, but Portland yeah. has been young and up-and-comers. Now they're established, now they're solidified their team. That's, and and hey, I just love to see that in game one. And plus, you just don't bet against Portland at home. No. Those fans yeah, out yeah, there, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Whatever they're well, on, they're killing it. At the moment. Yeah, I think you could bet against them at home, but you cannot bet against them on fucking opening night, man. Okay. You cannot. They've won 15 straight. Like, 15 straight years they've won opening their opening night game. Oh, okay. Absolutely incredible. And like, you just chose to ignore that as uh, I, the world-class the f- gambler that you are. <laughs> I, I ignored it. I ignored it, and I was wrong. And my results speak to that non-adherence. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, okay, so OKC Philly, much more entertaining than I thought it was going to be. Such a fun I actually to tuned into that game, and I couldn't believe it. You know, I had the, the trash ESPN trio yes. um, commentating, and that, you know, I had to put it on mute, but... 
Um, besides that, the I mean, was so fun to watch, like super fun. The only thing is like, you know, for all the, for all the excellence that you saw out of the process in game one, you know, I think he had like seven rebounds at either halftime or the third quarter or something like that. And he finished with seven rebounds. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, we love the dream shakes. We love the threes. We love the offensive more, fireworks. More boards, Yo, please. Yo, my guy, can you, can you grab a board? <laughs> can you grab one? Well, it starts with one. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, can we get double digit rebounds from you? Like, you know. I don't know. Whatever. I just, but yeah, super encouraging what you saw there. Well, in 22 minutes, he got 20 points. Boom! Filling up super the stash sheet. And the he points. can shoot a three. Like you saw, like today. I don't know if you on my route here. I just checked on like streamable or something, and just, there was the first play. Joel Embiid shot and hit a three. What? And this guy is like seven four, you know. But let the results for today's uh, today's 76er outcome. We'll talk about it next week. Oh, sure. It was, yeah, not the finest. Not the finest hour. Not the finest hour for them. Actually, probably the lowest scoring game of the season so far. Probably. Uh, uh, Brow almost scored as many points as him. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now we'll get into it. Uh, other games, other other thoughts. Yeah, Chicago, Boston, uh, you know, game. being from Chicago, diehard Bulls fan. Um, I was a little bit skeptical, still am very skeptical about what this team is going to do, but. You know, they all their weaknesses that people pointed to, all the things that they weren't going to be able to do, they were able to do it and against a Boston team that, again, has that consistency yeah. and that solidity over time. So to me, that is a green shoot. It's a good thing to see. The only thing is game one. I mean, like I said, you know, keep it up. Like I said on Twitter, game Wade, or game Wade, game Wade going to be injured by game five. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, is, is that dude even going to be able to do all these things flying on the ground and, you know, getting in fights with people? I don't know. Butler's going to do Butler things. Rondo, um, man, he's just going to dribble until you're hypnotized. It, you know? feels, you know? it feels like an old ball rivalry between those two teams. Yeah, I just, I, I, feel it I, I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy all of like the gameplay from Chicago. Like watching fucking Rondo just like oh, stand. Man. I know. Stand like, beyond you the know, three. Hondo and I were out there watching the game and, you know, we literally watched Rondo dribble up the court on a fast break and turn a three on two fast break into a half court set. And like he didn't pass the ball until 13 <laughs> on the clock. Like no. is this... It's 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 abhorrent to watch, and as a Chicago fan, like I, it's it's tough even for me. Right. But um, you know, glad they got the win. Um, you know, week one, we'll see. MCW we'll see looks goes. okay. You know what he? Yeah, you know what he was serviceable. He came in, and in fact, I would rather see him. You know, he's yeah. as poor shooters is. He's still more dynamic than Rondo. Right. Rondo's excellent passer and like floor general. If you don't care about movement or anyone doing anything like so i would rather see mcw in there getting his reps in with these other guys and let you know let wade and butler do the heavy lifting let mcw kind of find his wings and bring rondo in when you need uh you know some scowling like that's it when you classic scowl you know when you need somebody to fight benny the bull bring rondo in that's it I guess they have Robin Lopez for that now. But you know that's true. Talking about rivalries, that that Clippers Portland game though, like I just I love I love the intensity of that. Yeah. It was in that was the most intense game I've seen this season so far. Yeah. I mean, they've got the history now. The thing the thing that's interesting, I think, is if you think LAC is going to be, you know, a rival at the top of the conference and things like that, and Portland's got their number, scrappy, young, you know, Portland who's definitely going to be in the playoffs, but, you know, they've got LAC's number and they're already, you know, pushing the buttons. You saw LAC in peak wine mode. You know, during that oh, I game, know, I know. Um, you know, it's a little. It feels a little early for that for that sort of grind. But um, you know, even though LAC came out with the victory, as you would expect them at full strength to do, right? You know, interesting subplots. Yeah. One other note, really quick about Chicago is that you predicted that Taj Gibson would start, and I thought he would just be bottom of the you know 
the end of the bench riding the pine with us. Yeah. <laughs> but he started, and it was pretty... Brah, brah. Yeah, Taj's you, been you putting that in that one. work. But I wanted to say, speaking of bench players, that Maurice Spates actually had a pretty <laughs> nice debut, and I said that was going to be a big X factor for that team. You did. And so I'm just like, I'm kind of riding with the Clippers this season, and I really hate that I have to do that. <laughs> but, um, it's yeah. like it's going against everything I am about. Yeah. I person. mean, you got seats right next to Steve Ballmer, you know yeah. what I'm saying? He's sitting courtside, and you're on the bench right next to him. <laughs> I got that. that Riding the pine with Steve. I got that bomb sweat. (laughs) That's the grossest thing I've heard all week. Yes. Oh, my God. So, even though it didn't kind of make our list on this, uh, the uh, Cleveland played Toronto already. Yeah. Last night. So, uh, it was pretty close. It was like a 94 91. Yeah. I mean, good good game. I'm sorry I didn't put it out there, but um, maybe a little bias that I didn't think it was a great game. No, I, I don't. I don't think it was a great game. But in terms of the rivalry in the East, it's a pretty big. Yeah, it's a pretty big game right. to come up this early in the season. So yeah, um, good on the uh, NBA schedule staffers to put that in early. The NBA schedulistas. Schedulistas. I would say that um, I'm kind of turned off by what Toronto is doing. It's um, it's the same thing as they've been doing. As the years pass, they're not changing it up at all. It's just DeRoz- DeRozan shooting 34 times, mm-hmm. Lowry shooting five for 25, and potentially a Jonas or someone other gets like 10, 15 points. I like, mean, yeah. that's interesting coming from somebody riding so hard for the Clips. Haven't they ran this team back for the past decade? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> so whatever, I'm contradictory as fuck, but I'm just like, <laughs> at least, at least they have a floor general and. They have an offense that's not ISO. No, it's fair. I mean, you know, it's not apples to apples comparison. It's just, you know, they do need more pieces. They need to make some moves. Uh, but in a conference like the East, where everyone's playing second fiddle to Cleveland, running it back is going to get them very close to that second seed again. And, you know, maybe they're one or two injuries away from, you know, keeping their team together and moving on. That's the Clippers' philosophy, right? They are a Golden State implosion and a San Antonio injury away from. Being the tops in the West. Yeah, you're right. Huh. And 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 love and love. we're keeping that. That's the best. That's the best sound bite that you have, man. Huh. <laughs> man, well, while I'm flicking you off, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna but say. But you gotta double flick me off. Yo, if, yeah, if I was about gonna, to say. If you're gonna participate in today's NBA. Yo, we don't talk. We don't toss you for the double fingers around here. We encourage it. You just gotta that's keep awesome. talking. You just gotta keep talking. Well, I lost my train of thought. I was That's still- all good. Um, <laughs> Houston, super volatile. We know they're going to be up and down. They're going to play no D. Harden's going to fill up a stat sheet. That's what we saw week Man. one. You know, it's an entertaining ball. They even got the Lakers, you know, to score a ton of points and uh, got the Lakers to play well enough to beat them. So Houston yeah. is one of those teams where you're going to want to watch them play a team if you want to see what that other team's offensive potential is. Right. I can't wait till they play Minnesota. I just want to see Carl Anthony Towns and Wiggins just, you know, dunking on hoes. Yeah. Dunking on people. Yeah, they're... Where do I put Houston on the periodic table? Next, <laughs> <laughs> next, right, right next, next to the uh, next to the unstable gases. Thank you, thank you. Some next to uh, some Xeon, uh, perhaps. That's incredible. That's so good. That matchup, though, that Houston Dallas matchup, like that's that's really confusing to pick. And like even after the results from this game, I still like that could go either way. In, in subsequent games. I just, I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable as a gambler, like, how those teams match up, so. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's fun. It's a pick 'em. It's a toss-up. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll, uh, we got, we got, 
Hondo got some words for that yeah. later on in the program. Ooh. I didn't watch this game, but you guys watched uh, OKC Phoenix last I night? I did. Okay. Uh, I just caught overtime, yeah. And I got to say, the first three and a half minutes of overtime were some of the most boring overtime basketball I've ever watched <laughs> in my yeah, life. Yeah, it was like, really bad. It was impressive <laughs> that they could make it that unwatchable. Yeah. I mean, Westbrook came down and uh, you know turned the ball over a bunch of times and just was a little bit out of control, as Westbrook is you know want no, to do. Oh, yeah. Um, but towards the end there, you know, they were doing some buckets back and forth, and Westbrook came up with that layup uh, from the no D, yeah. you know, no D set by uh, Phoenix. That's a really impressive play call to make as the Phoenix coach. Uh, we're going to go with the no D um, on defense. Earl Watson. I mean, it's, it's, just, uh, it's incredible. From the top of the key. That's right. Just let him go. Just let him go. <laughs> make him miss by just blowing at him. That, see, that was the psychological so, warfare. That's yeah. what that was. I want to say that my, my take from that game is I don't think OKC is as strong as I thought, and I never thought they were that strong to begin with. But if they're struggling this early in the season with this level of energy from Oladipo, Westbrook, everyone, to beat Phoenix, which is probably the worst team in basketball this season, I'm saying that like knowing that there's a... Respect, n- respect how bad the Nets are, please. Yeah, knowing how bad the <laughs> Nets are. The Nets are going to win games because they have Brooke Lopez and... Brooke Lopez had like Lynn. seven points one game. Like, come on, man. I, no, look, really? when, when, you know, we'll, again, we'll talk about this later, but when Phoenix trades Devin Booker, um, yeah. they'll definitely be the worst team in basketball. <laughs> they'll, 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 but, they'll be um, drinking the water. They'll be drinking the water. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what I wanted to yeah. say, though, is like, Phoenix screwed themselves over so hard. They had Jeff Hornstack at coach, but then they had Goran Dragic at a, like a max deal. They had, they have Eric Bledsoe as a max deal, and they have. Brendan Knight from Kentucky is like another high, high um, costed player. And what are they doing? Because they have to actually completely rebuild with Devin Booker and these young guys that they just got in. I don't see them being tradable, like those two other point guards. And they have three, four point guards on their roster. Yeah. Well, they all need their minutes because they're all like valuable players. And it's just like, that's why I feel like they're going to be so bad this year, which will probably be really good for them because the draft looks straight up deep as hell. Stacked. Um, no, agreed. I, you know, Phoenix is going to be bottom feeder again, and they don't they don't have a clear vision um, from management, right? Like right. they don't have the people in place in the organization to take advantage of this. You know, the opportunities they're going to have from being so bad. So, um, and the, like your point to OKC, I think it's perfect, right? Oh, getting pushed by Phoenix and know, Philadelphia in Week One. It's I just know, like, that's, well, a- and that's the thing. I you know, I said they wouldn't make the playoffs this year, and. I think you're really seeing now the stabilizing force of Kevin Durant on the OKC team. Not even, you know, I think he never reached his potential in OKC in terms of what he was capable of doing. But in the times when they would be erratic because Westbrook is, you know, you know just style. a little crazy, you always had KD in the background. Okay, give the feed it to Durant. He's going to shoot his fade away. He's going to hit it. Yeah. Boom, that ends the run. They don't have anyone on that team anymore. They can Not, do that. No, yeah, they don't have a stabilizing force. They got Westbrook, and they're going to live and die by Westbrook's decisions, which is fine. But that you know that is what it is. It's going to be erratic. <clears throat> and I what? said that in our pre- in our uh, preseason special about OKC, like Victor Oladipo is the exact same player as Russell Westbrook, only like completely a, a percentage pile of it. You know, so like you're duplicating what Westbrook brings with Oladipo. They don't have this, they don't do anything differently. Yeah. I just I'm really confused now. They're going to be they're going to be trouble. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's a story to pay attention to. 
Um, Acubind. Acubind is what they need. Acubind is a meat stabilizer, uh, but they need the professional stabilizer. That's what you were doing over there, googling. Uh, don't 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 look behind the scenes in OKC because you're not going to like to see how the sausage is made. <laughs> Bovine University. Whoop, whoop. Okay, we're gonna break down some uh, some big notable stats for this week. Absolutely incredible first week, and in, in terms of like the historic performances people brought it boogie drops 37 in his in the first game miles turner dropped 30 and bead in his first game drops 20 anthony davis has a stat line that just like will stick with you yeah jump man jump man 50 16 5 4 and 7 7 steals (laughs) like what absolutely mind-boggling um 40 points, this is uh, DeRozan, DeRozan dropped 40 versus Detroit, which he still dropped 40. Uh, Westbrook, Westbrook was showing, was showing his flair early on, so he dropped, how much was this? Was 50. It, he dropped 50? Yeah. Okay, I thought it was only 40, but he, he actually dropped 50, 50. It was like 51. Wow. With the triple-double. With the triple-double. KD, KD is dropping 17 boards in that win over New Orleans. Uh. I mean that's that's huge. Uh, I don't know this. TJ, so TJ Warren is is Phoenix. Yeah, dropped thirty. Yeah. Wow, that's. I, know, I mean that's just like that's just kind of shocking. But so Anthony Davis dropped fifty. Didn't he also drop? He dropped forty seven or something like that. Yeah, in OKC. In yeah, in OKC, or like his average, OKC. his average. His um, average is forty seven and a half. Yeah, forty seven and a half. So just in terms of other kind of stats as of today, Dwight Howard's rebounds per game is at 19. Harden is leading in assists at 12 and a half assists per game. <laughs> Kawhi is averaging five steals per game. Like, what is happening? Is, well, is yeah. the NBA hitting our, like, roids era or what? <laughs> like, this is crazy. I mean, you know, small sample size, but it's uh, it's pretty fun to look at week one. Yeah, I just wanted to add, like, uh, with Anthony Davis, that's the first NBA player since Michael Jordan in 89 to score 50 points in a season opener. Okay. And since 1962, and that would be um, uh, Will Chamberlain, 1962, he has scored the most points in the first two games of a season. Yeah. I'm getting my uh, Anthony Davis jersey dry cleaned at the dry cleaner and this with, week. And with Bestbrook, so I'm ready. And with Bestbrook, um, I'm just gonna switch between those two. That's it. That's all I'm gonna. He bring. joined that fifty, you know, fifty point trip dub club. Yeah. And the only other person is Kareem since 1975. It's hard to get into that trip dub club. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I go to Wendy's and I'm like, trip dub, please. You know? <laughs> all right, so. <laughs> Those were some awesome stats. I want to talk a little bit about some terrible moments in the in the first couple of days. The Nets starters are just horrendous. Absolutely. I mean, we knew this coming along, but like I think there were like two players above like 15 points and they also I think Lopez had like seven the one night. I'm like they are not I don't they're going to struggle to win like several games. This goes this goes back to like our Philly bet from a few years ago, MTG, in which we're like, oh, I just don't know what's gonna happen. Even though they've ended up winning, I'm just like oh, I'm right. so skeptical of like the number of total wins that they'll actually accrue. Even though I wasn't part of that conversation, I bet you I would be like, 
prying my hair out, being like, when could they win next? Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing, right? You saw them beat Indiana yeah. in week one. So, like, they're just going to be all over the place. And, unfortunately, it's hard not to win at least 15 games. Yeah, yeah. right. Mason Plumley only had a few minutes, but he did. This is one of my favorite stat lines now of starters with zero points. <laughs> so I will continue to pick that out, and you will be highlighted, highlighted and showcased on Congrats. Twitter for your inabilities. Congrats, so. Mason. <laughs> um, I think it was the was it the Pelicans bench. There was there was some crazy situation in which the Pelicans only started three additional bench players in one of these first games like there were suspensions and did not plays and everything like that but they oh. only had three other guys like just mind-boggling and just in like i i knew they were inept but i'm like they're inept and not using them so <laughs> <laughs> and they're not using well at least they're not using right yeah um <laughs> an abysmal performance from the magic in their game versus detroit Magic shot 34% from the field. Absolutely terrible. I think Philly today is going to rival that, though. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about some of the surprises. Maybe some of the other surprises. We talked about some of the games. Was there anything that kind of continued to jump out at you uh, from this last week? Well, not even a whole week. I mean, I don't. I think the only thing that I really stuck out with me was the fact that Chicago um, knew they had a problem with their trio of guards, and they're trying to at least for a couple games here really rectify remedying it. Sure. And they're shooting from three, and they're making their threes. Like Jimmy Butler um, and Wade were both like four for six from three or something like that. And like he made seven all year last year in Miami. Wow. Seven threes all year last year. And all he made year. Four last in one game. Wow. So that's what I'm saying. Like, okay. complete, complete turnaround. Yeah, I just love to see. Uh, I don't know so much surprise, but uh, I really love to see uh, the Lake Show. See Luke yeah. Walton come in there and take, you know, take that roster and have him win a game against Houston, and you know, just see the young dudes thriving instead of being under the Kobe the guys, Byron Scott, you know. Yeah. Dual, uh, dual one two. That's okay. I mean, yeah, just that was like a weird like haze over the season last year for them. Mm-hmm. Like they just couldn't really play because it was about the Kobe show. So, sure. And then, uh, man, you gotta you gotta say that the the Brook, Brooklyn winning over the Pacers was a was an absolute surprise. And it was I, a big I, surprise. I, and I think you know we've already talked about that, but interesting. That kind of wraps up uh, wraps up surprises for the week. We are back. Hey, what's good, fellas? Was oh, man, what an answer. The only answer to this question, not even the correct one, the only one, is Russell Westbrook. Interesting. Russell yeah, Westbrook. I'm doing how Harlem Globetrotter shit around my body, spinning on my finger right now. The second candidate is We are back. We are back with Woo! the three-man weave. I'm, I'm reloaded. Hondo here with Guy and MTG. We're continuing to break it down. Oh, man. Week one. Week one. We have so much to talk about. So much to talk about. Who's going to kick this one off? Uh, right here. Kick. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Throw me the rock. We're out here in the gym Saturday morning. Just so hyped Hot, about just, the NBA week one that, you know, we had, to, we had to get on the court. We had to run around a little bit. Yeah. Put it up. So, simple. 
Week one, we don't need to get too complicated. Bring your best hot takes. Try and out-hot take the next man. Oh, wonderful. wonderful. So let's go. I'm going I'm to kick it off right here. Golden State, crisis mode, playing San Antonio. They need big fixes to big problems. Big fixes. Um, solution? Yao Ming coming out of retirement. <laughs> going to play the center spot. Golden State Warriors. Now you're going to have the big five. He's not gonna have to run up and down the court. He's just gonna he's gonna be a DH. He's gonna play four and five. Yeah, he just yeah exactly. He's just gonna stay back, grab some rebounds. Wow, it's gonna happen this season. That, just that watch. Is a bold face. I've prediction. been hearing rumors. My uh, sources in Shanghai have let me know that Yao Ming has been doing extra bicep curls the last three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, that's hard to outtake that or out. Oh no, just that. just continue on. Bring your bring the heat, man. Just what you got? I watched the the process debut. Okay. Mm. Mm. Joel Embiid. They have a, f- a lot of like young what the hell is on that team. Yeah. But then they have Joel Embiid. It's amazing to say that I think he's the next great big in the NBA. He's the next he's going to be a top 5 player. Whoa. And he's already like making me think of Hakeem Olajuwon like flashbacks and just mm. making him see like you know remember when Dwight Howard entered the league and he was wow. like He's taken over the league for just a couple of even though he had no offensive game. But Joel Embiid has offense, defense. He has the whole package. He has the Instagram. He has a snap. He's the, you know, the. Was it Hakeem in the really bad jerseys, though? Like, man. I'm Rockets saying. Had some terrible- here's what I'm remove, from, remove the bad jerseys and focus <laughs> on the positive, which is the process. Oh, wow. Here's what I'm hearing right I now. I think he's a top five player. You said already. You said already. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, you know. That's what I was getting to. What I actually heard you say was that Joel Embiid is better than Anthony Davis. That's what I heard you just Unbelievable. say. Unbelievable. Because you said the next bi- great big man, and he's a top five player. You can't have Unbelievable. both. Unbelievable. And five. that goes into my hot take. I'm I'm going to. All right. I'm, I'm going to go here. It. I'm going to go here. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis makes it into the to the Marvel cast as a fucking superhero if he continues to score 47 and a half ga- 40, 47 and a half points per game. The next Guardian of the Galaxy movie. Yes, yes, he's he's in. He can only and, go up from there too, right? He can only he can only score more than Yeah, he could go intergalactic. That that's where he can go. I mean, you don't even need CGI on the eyebrows. Oh, oh my man. god, you're right. Oh man. Dude. Be Boom. sponsored by NASA. This soon, is incredible. Man. We're off to we're off to a great start. Um, and you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go a little bit left right here. Okay. Um, prediction. It's gonna be cold up here in Seattle during the winter. You know, it's gonna be yeah. a little bit rainy. I predict Seattle Freedom Fighter lets loose thousands of zoo animals in the new Sacramento Arena, forcing a shutdown, <laughs> and the team has to move to Seattle. <laughs> Again, I said Freedom Fighter. I did not say terrorist. We're not gonna use the T word on this podcast. No, right, right. no. Freedom Fighter. He's doing. His duty to as bring a ball back. Bring ball back. You bring right. ball back. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Who's what, up next? What's, your, what's your next hot take, Gee? My next hot take is the Brooklyn Nets are going to be without an owner at the end of the season. Whoa. Wow. It's going to be ownerless. Are you wow. saying that? And adopted by the NBA. Here's, did I hear you say that? Did I just hear you say that Putin is going to kill off? Prokhorov? Because <laughs> he's coming for that rings, bitch. Whoa, whoa. It wasn't enough. Unbelievable. My hot take is that the Brooklyn Nets actually, as a publicity stunt, allow for a junior varsity player to join the starting five. <laughs> and no one will be able to tell the difference. No, no, absolutely not. Still still averaging more, more points than Brooke, Brooke Lopez. Bonus hot take. 
Putin throws Prokhorov in prison <laughs> and replaces him with Bashar al-Assad as the owner of the Brooklyn Nets. Wow. I, anything involving Putin and basketball, I just, I don't know. I, I mean, he was just, it, he, it feels like he shouldn't own, if Putin owned a team, though, he should own the, like, the Grizzlies. Because mm. I've, I've, like, seen photos of him, like, wearing an entire grizzly bear like cape on him so that's true it that's just, true it so he would just take the mascot and be like i'm done with you well i mean and, and, <laughs> you're my rug he now. would just shoot a bear and bring it in before the game just to just to get by, just by that logic get the crowd uh, amped up here's what a bear looks like dead <laughs> and just like shocked horrified small children in the arena oh, yeah. um by that logic he's going to take over your minnesota timberwolves oh my god we're talking about the most russian of basketball teams well, we did have two russians at one point Oh, wow. But you also need some drinks. Woo. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, here we go. I got it. I mean, look, this is this is perfect. Um, I believe this year Phoenix will trade one Devin Booker to the Minnesota Timberwolves for water rights in 2019 <laughs> and old growth forest considerations in 2032. <laughs> I mean, it's going to take a little while for those considerations to mature, but with the way global warming is going and the water situation down there, that's a pretty great yeah. trade for the city of Phoenix. Mm. What an excellent trade. Oh, for take. the full city of Phoenix, not just for the 14 other players. Oh, no, no, no. This yeah. is, you know, that's what I'm saying. They're doing it for the city. Oh you, know, my God. you know, the NBA they're doing cares. It for the land. <laughs> wow. The desert. So here's my. NBA cares. <laughs> here's, my, here's my next hot take. Here's my next hot take. So I watched Popovich open up a little bit. So. I'm saying he opened up enough by offering one more sentence that someone's going to offer him a talk show by the end of this season. <laughs> Interesting. Pop off with Popovich. <laughs> it's his own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just like there's like really concise sentences, and it lasts probably t- a minute, maybe minute and a half. He with just, 29 minutes. Of he publishes once monthly. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Here's a hot take. One of James Harden, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook is going to just shave their style. So brow will either Whoa. not be brow. Wow. Harden will, will be rookie Harden. Rookie Harden. Rookie Harden had no beard. No, I'm I'm just try, trying to di- digest this. So. Well, it's hard to digest if you see him without a beard. Harden to digest. <laughs> oh God. LeBron will finally come home, come home to me, and just yeah. shave it all off. Whoa. A Russell Westbrook. I cannot say that out loud. Russell Westbrook. I'll have his jersey soon. So we'll have a normal suit. Up. Whoa! Like one of those will happen. No, oh man! Oh my God! That's that's fresh off the presses. That feels hot in my hand. Just holding that take. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. All right, here we go. I got you. Political situation in this country is a mess. You know who's gonna be our savior? When Andrew Wiggins. He's gonna become the spokesman and potentially the presidential candidate for a revived Whig party. Wig party. Wow. Andrew Wiggins and I support Un- this wig party. Unbelievable. His vice president is Carmelo. Whoa. Whoa. I think Carmelo's more like Chamber of Commerce. Turned. Oh, gee, of course, of course. You know what I'm saying? I think vice president, somebody outlandish, but he's not going to actually have any power. Uh, uh, it's it's J.R. Smith. 
Char Smith, that's perfect. That's right. He's got he's got he's got the last name of somebody who sounds like a founding father. He's the yeah. only vice president to be shirtless for his four years in, in office. For four years for the inauguration. Scoot, scoot. All right, we got shoes, you know, sponsored by Nike and whatever. We have socks, dance sure. socks. We got clocks, the T sock clocks. We got jerseys with ads now coming apparently. Um, we got Gatorade in our post game, pre game, all ever, everything. We got State Farm. We got all these insurance companies. What's sure. the next? What's the next big thing that we're going to branch out into? I have no idea. Sandwiches. <laughs> Whoa! <Just> fucking sandwiches. <laughs> sandwiches is your bold face call. Bold. <laughs> Branded sandwiches. I just made Bra- it up. Brandwiches. Brandwiches. Do you know why? Why is that? Because you're hungry? No. Well, Saturday yes. morning, and you just, you just ran up and down the court for the I first half of the I just found out, because I haven't collected b- basketball cards in forever. Same. I used to collect all of them. I Same. used to have this mad collection of everything. And Still I had, got them. I had, like, you know, it was Tops, and it was all these other brands. Now the only brand that's out there is Panini. <laughs> <laughs> so it just made me think, like, Panini on basketball cards, just make the whole sandwich. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like and just put, put Kevin Durant's face on it. Just or put his the brow on it. You know how they can like etch um in the in, in your like latte, they can yeah, etch latte like a face. Yeah. Latte art, of course. I just found out about this too. But you can just do it with your panini grill. That's right. Yeah, I you know, I love that idea. I just wanna know yeah. No. I don't wanna know anything about it. I'm sold. I don't even eat sandwiches and I'm going to eat brandwiches. Wow. wow. Sponsored by the first spokesman for Brand, which is Elton Brand. <laughs> wow. Wow. Hot takes. He needs a life there. after basketball. He just retired, too. Hey. He's like, let's start up our own panini. Hot, hot mm. takes stack there. Come and get them. Come and get them. <laughs> oh, my God. Hot take double stack. Extra bacon. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay. Here's, here's my next hot take. In the next CBA... Players finally wise up to the devastating impact of the Kardashians on their careers and actually oh. disallow them from wow. the franchise. You, did I just wow. hear a Kardashian clause? A Kardashian clause of, wow, of, you, the, of the next ten year CBA. You got you got the you got the Rose Rule. You <laughs> yeah, got the Bird you know, Law. Yeah, yeah, Bird Rights. All the all the things. And you got the Kardashian clause. Um, because if you let the Kardashians get their claws into you, mm, yeah. that clause will kick in yes. and you'll lose money. Or life, yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't know the NBA went into capital punishment, uh, but uh, Adam Silver is a powerful man. Yes. All right, closing closing hot takes. One last go around here. All right, bring the heat. Ben Simmons will pull a Ricky Williams and choose to smoke weed in Australia oh, oh, instead oh. of ever playing a game in the NBA. Interesting. Oh, oh, devastating. Devastating. I mean, again, the process. You know, Embiid is the process. What do you need a Ben Simmons for? Wow. I, I, <laughs> I mean, y'all are dropping the ball right now. We're running up and down the court. I mean, we're not supposed to dribble. And no, I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm just, not trying. I'm just, just trying dribbling to right take now. this in. Oh, my God. Too hot. So, okay. Oh. Who's going to be the pistachio brand spokesman in the NBA this year? <laughs> oh. Moving from Stephen Colbert to? The pistachio brand spokesman? Oh. Damn it, you threw me off on that entirely. Uh, all right, well, I'll go. I'll okay, go. all right. Go. Every year at the NBA All-Star Game, they got the All-Star Game, the celebrity game. Yes. Where, you know, where Kevin, rappers where and... Kevin Hart just Kevin displays Hart. his dominance. 
we're getting Chance the Rapper in there. Woo! He's already started his, you know, campaign to get in there by showing up at the Portland game. Here's what I got. Next hot take. By the time the next uh, celebrity game comes around, Obama will be out of office. Obama in the celebrity game. Wow. Wow. Let's let's have that happen. That's absolutely Team Chicago in the celebrity all-star game. Mm -hmm. To make the three-point challenge less confusing this season, (laughs) they're only going to allow the Warriors to participate in it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a beautiful thing. The requirement, though, is they have to have a goatee. <laughs> Three point goatee. Hey, that was beautiful. Ran up and down the court, laid it up. Everyone finished strong. Three man we out. Newness on the internet is all about that novelty. Not novelty. Newness on the internet is all about that novelty. It's Seattle connection. Vancast not works. Whoa! Man, man, man. Rambling gambler here. Rambling gambler. I am amped up, and I tell you why. Betting recap, betting recap for the last couple games is up, is up. So we started on Tuesday. Both Guy and I started, and we've started to pick games every single day. So there have been 25 games as of this airing. Right. I am worse than a coin flip right now. <laughs> I am at 48%. I've only selected, let me see, five... 7, 12, 12 out of the 25 games. You, for for a total of 48%. You, on the other hand, somehow just like got Wednesday correct, which I, I could not seem to do, and you picked 7 out of 10 games. Like, we're going to get some money together, man. We're going to get some money together. 7 out of 10 is a is a great pick em. And our... Uh, but we were we were picking straight up. We weren't picking all the lines. Right. So so we're just doing straight up. But as so the listeners know, we are picking all twelve hundred and thirty games this season. So if you look at <laughs> at my Twitter account, every single morning I will have my picks up for the week. What's your what's your handle? Give it uh, to the people. At how three h o w t h r e e. Boom. And uh, we'll put some of our finer, my, my finer picks uh, up on uh, the Ride in the Pine sure. Twitter as well. Um, man, but you came in at 68%. You are 20% better at picking than I am this I'm week? I'm just 20% everything more than you. Woo! I, I, I don't know how to I was, I I guess that in a really short time, but we'll, we'll kind of see what... So what? How how many did you end up picking? You ended up picking 16, 17? 17 out of twenty five. Seventeen out of twenty five. Well, it'd be twenty four games, I think, or twenty five. No, but yeah, seventeen. No, don't correcting correcting the twenty five. I've double counted this already. Seventeen. I've double counted this already. So, oh, okay. What? No, we're at twenty five. We're at twenty five. I want to talk a little bit about the hardest games to pick this week because. Oh, yeah. This this was not easy. This was not easy, as my twelve will suggest. <laughs> Golden State, Golden State should not lose that that first game. Like everything that the media, I'm a victim of the media. So I I'm an absolute victim of the media. I could not predict that. Like there was nothing in my statistical brain that said to go against to go against Golden State in that first game. Also, also I just I wasn't present for the the Utah selection like Utah over Portland 
Take, you even had an advocate right here. I know, I know. In it's your just, ear. Yeah, I just needed. God, what a terrible decision. You just needed to be wrong once to just. What? Like, what a terrible decision. Amp you up. In terms of other difficult picks for the week, Memphis over the Wolves. Come Those on, are. man. So charged for the Wolves. Absolutely charged up for the Wolves. And like, gotta put a little hometown bias in there. They, come on. They have to beat freaking Memphis. Are, are we kidding ourselves? Like, ah. Uh, Mike Conley showing why he's the highest played player. Played player? The highest paid player in the 156 NBA. million bullshit. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. LA over the Rockets is absolutely just terrible. Like, I cannot predict this in any alternate universe that I enter. Yeah. It's just <laughs> on, on paper. And you enter a lot of universes. 10, 12, you know, yes. just... Just continue traveling. I've watched a lot of Interstellar recently, so I'm, that's where I'm at. But it was probably the weirdest outcome, for sure. Uh, but it's it's this is the damn early games, too. It's yeah. it's difficult to pick games. It's really diffi- difficult to pick games without any sort of indication. And preseason gives you no fucking indication, yeah. really. So, uh, Nets over Pacers. We've talked about this ad nauseum on this episode, but damn it. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Come on, Pacers. You, you, what are you like? My sixth pick in the East. You can't drop to the worst, the worst team in the East. <laughs> They're my second pick in the East. Oh, unbelievable! And then, then Rockets over Dallas. This is that damn coin flip scenario. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna struggle with that, that matchup all season long. Sure. Um. Yeah. So, uh, we'll continue the picks. Uh, con- continue the picks this morning for Saturday. Drop my other picks, and then I'll put up. Uh, I'll put up our aggregate probably on at Vencast Studios of our of our picks throughout the season. So Sounds good. Um, all right, we're gonna be right back with the week ahead. Pew. Okay, so we're gonna get into we're gonna get into a great feature here, and this is our week ahead. So we are going to call right now the Ride in the Pine game of the week. Ooh. This is the must see game for next week, and I think. We have an absolute gem coming up next Thursday. Uh, next Thursday, it's uh, going to be one of the TNT games. This is the Thunder are playing the Warriors. So the rematch from last year's Western Conference, fi- uh, yeah, Western Conference Finals is coming back. This should be a fun one to watch. Yeah. All right, here we go. Who commits the hard foul on Durant from OKC? Who just like decks Adams? Him time? Adams. You think so? I think it's a new guy. I was going to say, I think they're going to bring somebody off the bench for that one. Not even a new guy. I think it's going to be a little <laughs> bit. I think it's going to be a guy who was there when KD was there. Okay, so but it's Cantor. A no name. It's Cantor. Oh. Is Cantor a no name? I don't no, know. No, no, no. I just Cantor's think it'll be somebody no like Roberson or somebody like that. Ooh. Or like Mitch McGarry. You know what I'm saying? Like Mitch McGarry. Some dude. That's well, what I'm saying. Robertson would be would be crazy. I, here's the thing. Like Adams is just too important for yeah, that game. Yeah. Like he might do some hard fouls, but I'm talking about one that'll get a dude ejected. I'm talking about like you oh. lay KD out. You're calling a hard ejection on McGarry. I just <laughs> I, I want to see that. That's what's up. <laughs> Unbelievable. Great call. Great. Yeah. I mean, who, what I'm asking is who's going to be the Charles Oakley of the oh, OKC? Okay. 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 Right, I don't know, and we'll have to we'll have to let that one play out. Hey, there's a couple of other good games that we're gonna we're gonna definitely be watching. Thunder are playing the Clippers next week. Warriors against Portland should be a fun one. 
Uh, Celts and Cavs actually played the same day as Thunder versus Warriors. Cool. It's actually the early game that night. And Knicks versus Bulls. This is one of our feature games of the season. Yeah, you, this, you called this game out. Yeah, I called this game out because it's it's interesting and it's just so much movement between those teams yeah. that this should be a very heated game. Yeah. Very, very heated game. Also, also, <laughs> let, let me not leave this episode without making sure to remind you uh, a public service announcement of games to avoid next week. Uh, Kings play Magic in a real sleeper, and Nets Nets play Bucks in potentially one of the worst matchups of the season. Yo, the Kings old arena was called the Sleep Train Arena. That would be hysterical. <laughs> now it's called like something Elements One or something. But uh, yeah. So, all right. So that wraps up riding the pine for for ten twenty nine in our in our first week back with the NBA. I'm Hondo here with Gabe with MTG. Hey, thanks for listening. We're, we're going to be back to you with uh, with week two results and our predictions for week three. I'm going to leave you. I'm going to leave you guys with a quote from Alvin Gentry, head coach of the Pelicans. He said that putting Lance into the game scares both coaches. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we out. <laughs> This has been a Vencast Studios production. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, the pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.